When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that's been kicking up a stink about that lot for years. This week on Heart and Hand, walk on, walk on with hope in your heart, because you'll never wear cologne. <laughs> So, welcome to Art Hand Range Podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host, of course. And uh, the person you can hear joining us, uh, actually from his underground bunker where he's been ensconced in the last few weeks trying to, to live in a more fragrant world, is Mr. Scott Vandenacker. Hi, guys. Um, basically, I just couldn't stand the smell. No, and you've, you've gone sort of like Brendan Fraser in Blast from the Past to live underground for the next 30 years. I have indeed. Uh, it's... Sharing the city with these smelly types, I just makes it very difficult. Now, Although you told me a nice anecdote the other day about your welcome to the Oriental guests, Glasgow's Oriental visitors. Yes. You care to tell the listeners about your your hand the hand of friendship that you, you know. Is is it something I'm going to get in trouble for? No, not that hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I often uh, go out there and offer something of friendship, but it's really a hand. <laughs> The police have been great. So the far, magistrate. I mean, we're on first name terms now. Yes. If his yeah. name is Sir, um, but no. What What was it that I had done? That okay. Well, you were on a bus which picked up some uh, Oriental visitors from the airport, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were yeah. obviously new to Glasgow, and they were talking, look taking in the sights, and David decided to napalm them. Yes. Using it, anal napalm. It was early in the morning, right? Shall we, and, shall we say, right? And my body hadn't fully made the the change from being awake 
uh, from being asleep to being awake. And I thought if I carefully released um, an anal Celtic, then I could probably because I'm quite I'm I'm almost like a fart triloquist. I can throw my fart, and I figured that I could let one go and they'd get the blame for it. And I was right because if you're wearing a suit on a bus, a, a nice one, not not one of your kind of next, you know, ninety pound and they chuck in the short ones as well. But if you're a well dressed gent like I am, then people don't think that you are capable of such of such acts of man. Because of course, no man in a suit has ever done anything bad <laughs> to the world. No, of course not. <laughs> so, um... But yeah, these poor tourists, uh, whether, as I say, they be Chinese or Japanese, I wasn't quite sure, um, but it, they, they were kind of asleep, so I take it they were backpacking, and then they all sort of woke up and started going, oh no, what is that? And then realised the whole bus was looking at them. And and you just, meanwhile, just went, huh. And I just looked at, uh, yeah, and made sure that I made eye contact people and shook my head and I sort of, huh. What are they like, type way? 30 hours on a plane, yeah. hardly surprising. So I would just like to apologise for that. I'd like to, but I'm not going to, because no. you know, I'd do it again. Uh, I, I've known David for years, folks, and uh, we, I, I don't think it'd be his friend, though, if the smoking ban hadn't been in mm. place at the time, because it was acceptable going to gigs and pubs of you, wasn't it? Yeah. Until the smoking Until ban. Until the smoking ban, and then I realised just what a ghastly creature I was. It but was just, it's a talent, and... As we're finding it, at least mine is controllable, and at least I do it to sort of ward off attackers. Whereas if you look at, uh, we've got to mention it, right? I hate kicking off something about Celtic, but for years, for years, we could have told you, yes. the Rangers support could have told you, uh, that it's come out this week, uh, as I'm sure you've seen, that Celtic FC, their own club, had to write to certain supporters and say that you smell, please wash, before. Now, you you would have thought they might be able to see the potential PR pitfalls in this. But of course, this being the modern age and nobody's able to to do anything on their own anymore, one of the fans who got the letter posted it on social media and, well, did it take off or what, Scott? The thing is, when your club's nicknamed the Monkey Mob, you've got to be careful. The Filth. You've got to be careful. Yahoo's, which is, uh, of course, an literary, uh, sorry, a, a reference to uh, a literary or a work by Jonathan Swift, Gulliver's Travels. The Yahoo's were people who were savages, who stunk, who spent all their days fighting and rutting, and for some reason that nickname got put on to, to Celtic supporters. Yeah. Do you think they'd be a little bit more smart with their uh, more savvy? Well, what I thought was brilliant was, at first I have to admit, I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was false because a lot of people were saying, well, it's false. And, and the guy who apparently sent it was called John Paul. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, if you were going to do an unimaginative Rangers fans cliche of but no he came on Twitter he is the Celtic fans liaison and you know he, he stunk up the joint so to speak he did literally and it just proves it set the seal on what we've always thought um, yeah. they're officially club approved stinks I was actually asked this week by someone he said uh, you know Celtic or Aberdeen to win the, the title and I don't massively care but he said is it a bit like Gary Neville when he said you know when it was Man City and Liverpool and he said, God, this is a bit like asking me what bloke would I like to run off with my wife? He says, yeah. is it like that? I said, no, it's more like what sort of 
sad and competent would you prefer interfered with your pet and frankly neither and if there was a way for the Scottish League to be just held in abeyance until we got back I'd be for that which it should be anyway because everybody knows it doesn't count it's basically the disastrous years yeah I mean it it just it, it doesn't count and they know it, and we know it, and that hence why the whole Sevco stuff. I've actually moved on now with the Sevco stuff when they start it, to just saying, uh, okay, right, it, it, have it your way. That means that next year when we win the league, a club that is what five years old has beaten yes. you. You know, from from that from a standing start from five years, that's all it took for us to yeah. to beat you. If you'd prefer that, if that makes you happier, knock yourself out. In fact, just knock yourself out anyway. <laughs> With a smell, more than likely. With a smell, yes. Or, or soap. But uh, yeah, I absolutely do think that that is uh, not impossible based on the fact that we we hit what I thought was, we found out on Saturday what our base level is. Our base level apparently is winning 3-0 and totally dominating the match and that's us, you know, when the players are not at it. It's, it's weird to have a sort of game like, like at the weekend where... 3-0 routine home win mm. it's, greeted, it's greeted with soul searching yes. and all the tweets and all the social media from the players and the managers like oh we've just got to go and dissect this got to watch the videos yeah, so what sorry. went wrong yes. <laughs> we're thinking <laughs> compared to last season we were that bad I honestly I have to say I didn't think we were that bad we weren't at our best we weren't at our usual sharp incisive way there was a lot of times where there'd be a misplaced pass in the final third the passing was a little sloppy and we weren't quite as high tempo and energetic as we had been the week before when we were fantastic by the way you're not going to play like that every week but you know we were 3-0 it was incredibly comfortable and we, we dominated the game was played in the opposition half but I love the fact that walking off you could see the players were raging thing is we'd, there's a great goal Okay. Yeah. See. Lee Wallace's. Yep, another clean sheet. And as you see, the intent was there, like we took the game to them. And of course, I think with two slip ups now, not slip ups, with two games where Hibbs was the other one where it's not quite happened. The passes go behind people, people don't make the run. I don't think you can play thirty six games plus cup games and every single one is at a hundred percent. It's just Yes, it's not going to happen. It's a lovely problem to have. No, absolutely. And I think that you're right. If that is, you know, now what we consider the baseline, then that'll do fine. That, you know, if that's as bad as it gets, I think we'll all be very, very happy. Um, Positives again, Lee Wallace, another excellent display and rewarded with another goal. Ten goals for our fullbacks already this season, Scott. It's interesting to see. Lee Wallace is a great example of. He's a professional player, okay? But under the last regime, you could tell that he was putting on weight, losing speed, losing interest. I don't think that's been harsh, is yeah, it? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, physically, you can see the difference. As you said, physically, just to look at him yeah. from last season to now. Yeah, and I think he was he was one who, it shows you when a new coaching regime comes in, and it's like when Jose Mourinho arrived at Chelsea and sent them all those letters saying it's going to be tough, it's going to change your life, it's going to be hard training, but if you come with me in the journey, you know, change... And, it's almost like that. He's he's obviously bought into this Lee Wallace so much. He's obviously liked what he saw initially. He liked what he read up and Googled about Warburton. And the difference is incredible in his levels of fitness, his levels of participation. He's now captain. Mm-hmm. He's totally stepped up to the mark. And I don't want to criticise or even mention the last management team. There's no point now. But this is the but, difference. But, 
but <laughs> that's a lie and you're going to. Yes. Yes, I thought as much. You can clearly see that the way that we train with the ball, the way he varies the times that we train, the locations we train, and the, the hydration in the morning, all these things, Lee Wallace clearly loves it. Because what I believe, and I think it was somebody you knew, I think it was you, David, sent me, apparently he's a bit of a football nerd. Yeah. And he, and he loves coaching. He's got his own team he coaches in Edinburgh, and he watches loads of football, and BT, he watches European football, and I think he must love this, to be honest. He's one of the guys who's completely, clearly bought into this modern style football. Yeah, I think that, and, um, that's a really good point, that there's this sort of idea that... Yes, it came from our previous coaching team, but I don't think it, that we were unique in Scotland with this, although it does seem to be dying out. But the idea that the players would love a bit of banter, a game of pool, a rubdown and a few pints, I'm not entirely sure modern footballers do want that. I don't. I, I think it's alien to them. And I think you're right, there's a lot of modern football. Ah, you're always going to get your bottles of crystal and you know, here's, here's a selfie of me at a Neo gig. But I do think that there's a lot of them that actually want to take this quite seriously as their career. I mean, you look at Lee Wallace and he's probably got one big move in him. Or he might stay with Rangers, but he's not He's not 21. And he obviously, yeah, he doesn't want to get pissed and go to a rap gig. No, or go to, or I, I just don't think that's who he is. And I don't think that any of the players, to be honest... Who, who survived. Who survived oh. are like that. I think that the guys who are there now all under... I think Barry Mackay's another interesting point because... People moaned about Barry Mackay's attitude, not just the Rangers, by the way. And his loans, there were guys yep. who said, oh, doesn't try, and, you know, big disappointment. You can only judge of what you see. And Barry Mackay this season, not only has he clearly worked through the summer, because his fitness is great, he works his nuts off during the game. And he's contributing every week. The thing with Mackay is, even he's not playing well, he didn't play well on Saturday, but... You know, he contributes because his work rate was good, he was winning the ball back. He made sure he did something, whether it was getting the ball back. He was involved. And that's, the, that's that's key. That's the difference that the main difference that Warburton and Weir have, have made for us. Already you look at a guy like uh, Nathan Adua, he kept the first two games, tricks, flicks, stepovers. Already now, even when he's not playing that well, he's retaining possession, recycling yeah, the ball, right. helping the fullback. That's after, what, six games? Yeah. Barry, Mc, Barry Mackay's the same. Okay, I've not got the beating of my fullback today. I can still roll my sleeves up. Yeah, so I can lot, still make can sure I'll get the ball. I'll win the ball back. I'll chase down and I'll make sure I'm getting the ball into the guys who are having a good game. Now, you're absolutely correct there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great performance, but it was a very comfortable win. The game was entirely played in the opposition half. Uh, as you say, we're not going to win 5-6-0 every game this season. We'll win quite a few 5-6-0 incidentally. Yeah. But uh, there'll be slumps, there'll be. Yeah. There will be. You know, you're gonna, you're, you're definitely gonna get that, especially at home, because some the, the better we do, the more people are gonna be expecting we're just gonna turn up to win. Also, at Ibrox, there's no function on the other teams to come out to play. No, absolutely. Uh, and I think eventually we're gonna see. It hasn't happened yet, I don't think, but somebody will eventually start without a striker. Four six zero. The teams that just will string everybody behind the ball. It's. Well, I saw a really interesting thing from Danny Higginbotham uh, a few weeks ago in his column for, I think, The Telegraph, I'm not entirely sure. But he was saying that in England, the reason that there's so many uh, away wins this season, and there have been an awful lot, he says is now teams are basically fighting for the right to play on the counter. 
because a lot of teams want to play on the counter. So yeah. that's what's been happening in England. That if you know the, the away team gets the first goal, perfect for them. The other team have got to come out and they're just getting picked off, and that is going to happen at Ibrox. Where teams are going to come and say, right, we don't want to lose five 0 Their fans are expecting this, so we're just going to sit in, frustrate them, see if we can hit them with a, a sucker punch. And I, I actually think our defeat is more likely to come at Ibrox uh, if one's to come along at all than it is to come along away from home. Yes, because the setup of the other teams is going to be entirely defensive. Nick won that set piece with no shame about it, no compunction at all. Whereas at home, these teams are going to at least have to play a striker. Maybe it's two strikers or a 4 4 one, one. Yeah. There will be more space for us. Ibrox, we will face teams that could nick one from a corner kick after two minutes mm-hmm. and spend 88 minutes without anybody in our half. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Do you, you remember know? when we used to play Motherwell under Tommy McLean? And Motherwell had a, you know, they just, they did that to us so bloody often that we would dominate them, we would absolutely hammer them, but they defended nine men behind the ball, really worked the balls off, and then Doogie Arnott or somebody would pop up with a spammy goal. Um, And that was a plan, it wasn't luck. And and they worked really hard for it, they didn't play well, but they worked hard. And I think that that's that's the biggest danger to us. That and obviously slackening off, so it was happening to hear the manager and the players say, look, that wasn't our usual standard. Because if you get into the habit, as we saw in the previous management team, who did occasionally play well, let's not pretend, they got progressively worse because once they realised they could go at 70%, that became their level and they couldn't yep. get back. They couldn't get back up. And, you know, I really don't want to see that happening uh, happening with this oh. team. Two big games coming up. Dumbarton away on Saturday should be straightforward. Touch wood. If it's not, it's probably down to something we don't do well as opposed to what they do. But then... Uh, Probably a better challenge in terms of where we actually are, which is St. Johnson at home in the League Cup on Tuesday. I think so. I think what's interesting about the St. Johnson tie is that we played them this time last season under the old management team and beat them. We did. So that that would make many fans, well, I'm not saying overconfident, but you'd hope. We'd like to think that we could do it, give a better account of ourselves again this season. Mm-hmm. But obviously St. Johnson have changed personnel in the summer. Look, I don't watch much SPL. I believe they're mid-table. Yeah. Neither good nor bad. Um, yeah, they're, they're decent. They're okay. I've got some good players. Steve McLean used to play at Rangers. Yeah. Uh, got a hat trick uh, last week. He's, he seems to be coming back into form. And uh, St. Johnson are a decent mid-level SPFL side. And it'll be a good test. Because yes. if we... They'll be a bit more knowledgeable, I think, than the teams we come up against. You know, the, the, they'll have that sort of ability to to manage the game better that, that comes with playing at a higher level. Of so course. It's like we, talk, no, we talked about this in the pod with John Fleck years ago. Yeah. We did a pod. And it was the game you and I were there watching against Kelly. I think it was his first or second game, Rugby Park. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly, they just had decent fullbacks. You know, decent, they were journeymen, good pros. They knew the game, yeah. But they dominated them, completely dominated them. Because they were 30 years old, they played in the top flight for 10 years, you couldn't get away from them. That's the difference the top flight can make. The SPL was not great, it's not full of geniuses like Messi, but they're guys who know football, they've played football for years, they're professionals, and they can assure you the way you don't want to go, onto your own foot, they can do professional fouls, they can break up the game. St Johnson will be wiser and have more street-wise players than Aloha or Dumbarton. Yeah, right. absolutely. No doubt at all. And it'll be a better t- and it'll be a good test for them because they'll need to be up for it. They'll need to work very hard. I don't doubt they'll do that, incidentally. But they they'll need to 
have that edge, that sharpness in their game that maybe has been missing the last few weeks. The last few, one game, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm being, I'm being kind of uber critical. I understand that, but I, I get the impression that that uh, they'll do the same thing themselves. And from a supporter's point of view, I used to would say at this point, well, we need to go along and you know cheer and make a noise and get behind them, but we also need to have a wash. Yes, I, I can't stress that enough. Uh, was it not Diego Maradona who said that he was off the chance in the late seventies to go to England? follow I think uh, Alex Sabella had gone to Sheffield United yes. and also Ozzy and Ricky, Ozzy and, Ricky and, and it was quite a popular even then there was a little spell of South American players after the 78 World Cup and he said I didn't go because the president of my club told me that English women are pigs and they don't wash their vaginas yes that was, it was true yes now I I don't know if this is correct I would assume it isn't I've been in England and certainly didn't didn't find walking around that I thought, wait a minute. Um, I, d- I didn't. I didn't get that. But if you are a Lady Rangers fan, going to Ibrox, please, you know, make sure down there, bit of femme fresh, get it done. And if you're a gentleman, the same rules apply, right? Get the get the old yes. gentleman, your old John Thomas, wee bit of soap and water. Never did anybody any harm. No, to be honest, you cannot put a price on cleanliness. We can. It's about two ninety nine. It's about two ninety nine, which is apparently so. Yeah. yeah, Celtics next signings: a left back and a right guard. Hey, see that this yeah, is this is going to be the gift that keeps you on giving, mate. That it really is. We've been saying. Do you know what their website? Mate, apparently, one of their fan websites, though. Do you know what threads they don't have? What links to the game? Hey, see this is this is going right. I'm going to rename the pod now. That the, the Celtic fans stink. But unfortunately, we don't care enough, really. So now oh. we've done this, we'll forget next week. So sure. basically, we'll beat St. Johnson because of what you just said. And I, I'll finish on this. Warbers, Warbs. Eh? The Warbmeister. Warbmeister. Warbington. He will make sure that we're up for it. Yeah, he will. Under, under the last regime, we didn't know. He, he, but there's no way we'll turn up to the game and underestimate them. No way we won't put the effort in. There's no way we won't try and win our 50-50s. It's just not going to happen under Warburton and Weir. And I'm quite confident we'll get a squeak and arrow win because I think we will turn up. I don't think this regime, I don't think this squad have it in them to not turn up, to not care, to put in a half-arse performance. And I think we'll be there. We'll meet St. Johnson halfway and I think we'll beat them probably yeah, 2-1. I think we'll have enough ability and with home advantage uh, should should have enough in the tank to get by them. OK, well, that's, that's pretty much part one. I'm not used to these really optimistic and happy pods, so we need something to bring us down. And I can't think of anything better than Scott's attempts at comedy. So, yep, it's time for the Sporting Integrity Award. Sporting Integrity Award is when we look around the wide, wide world of sports and see who's made the biggest Stuart Regan of themselves over the past week or so. It's named in honour of the Scottish concept of sporting integrity. You know that thing that basically just means you can do what you like uh, and wrap it up in a sort of vague, meaningless phrase that somehow indicates you've got a moral compass when in fact you're just a hate monger. Scott! Yes? What have you got for me? David, I've got so much for you that I might even have to get you to choose, Okay. Okay. But maybe, well, I don't know. Okay, I'll, tell you, I'll start in Italy, okay? Okie doke. We do like going to Italy. Now, as you may know, you should know, you will know, Catania have recently been demoted. They were relegated anyway. They get demoted to the third tier, got 12 points and fined, match-fixing by their chairman. Okay? <laughs> Bloody chairman. Anto- Antonino Pulverintini. Okay? 
And one of the people who'd commented on Pulver and Tini's legal troubles, in fact, kept commenting on them a lot, was Samp Mental President Massimo Ferrari. Okay. Yes, he's got previous. Yeah, he's got previous. He's got big hair, big beard, and he wears a, a Samp snood to all the games. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Him. And when they score, he was, he's in a way stadium, and he's, he jumps up and down, he goes mental, gets it right up. All the suited sort of, you know, mm. execs of the other team. He goes, yeah, yeah, and he runs up to them and punches there and stuff. I like him. Right? I, I can't claim to be a fan of the snood. Nobody is except Nick Kershaw and uh, Massimo Ferraro. That's okay? true. On the first of July this year, when uh, Catania's fate was sealed, uh, he had this to say: in a low-key intervention, when asked by local media, he said, "He must die." <laughs> okay. How dare he do these things? He sullied football. Disgusts me. He smears the greatest thing in the whole world, football. I'm sick, disgusted, tormented. Don't just throw away the key. He should die. Actually, kill him. I think I Second, know where this is going. Yep. Yeah, Second of July. Yes. I didn't mean he should die. It was an allegory. <laughs> this is, it seems a fairly literal thing to me. It, I'm not sure what an allegory for. Yeah, generally allegory. You know, there's allegories for death. But death itself is generally an all-encompassing one-off statement. As I wish you would die isn't really all that allegorical, is it? No, no. It's, but that good old Massimo, one to watch. Now, of course, David, of course, I'm taking you to Romania. Um, again, we're doing a pod from Bucharest. This is gar- in the next few years, I guarantee it, folks. We are going to Bucharest we for are. a pod. Right. CSMS IASI, Board of Directors, had to hand Executive Chairman Foreign Prunea a written warning. <laughs> what had he done? What had he done? He made a statement about the indifferent attendances they'd been receiving, David, OK? Well, it's frustrating. It is frustrating when you try to run a club and the community won't rally around, isn't it? Support you, yeah, absolutely. People from Ayasi need to wise up. This team brings excitement to their lives. Apart from the rapes, nothing happens around here. fuck's sake! Oh, <laughs> Jesus! That one even got an impromptu swear word out of me. Yeah. Oh, that is dire. The next day, what did he issue? An apology? For any offence he may have caused. That's the thing, see, see an apology like that, that's the kind of apologies I make. Those are the ones that say, I'm not actually sorry. Yes. You know, uh, so I'm sorry if you took offence, not for the really horrible statement I've just made. No, that was a... These guys have just made me issue an apology. Yeah, oh, he's he's sailing away with this week's award, Scott. But uh, a couple more. Do you remember our old friend Marco Polo De Nero? I believe, yeah, yeah, name rings a bell. Brazilian FA chairman. Yep, he's he's always getting pulled up for spending all his time dating uh, nude models. Right, fair enough. Um, He's recently pledged to refocus on the real job in hand of football after photos of him dating four separate young topless models. Okay, yeah, well. Brazil seems to have a sure foot of topless models, doesn't it? Lady boys, monkeys, and topless models—you we'll always hear about. We've got to go there. Um, yeah. So that was so that was the end of last season. End of last season, he promised to refocus after all these photos were revealed of him. This August, he's, he's faces domestic and FBI corruption inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? Romario, you know Romario's now a senator in the Brazilian Parliament. He said. He's guilty of vast shenanigans. <laughs> what a great phrase. That's a, that's a genius phrase. No wonder he got elected with... Uh, vast shenanigans. Yeah, that's better than any Jeremy Corbyn's come away with that. that that's a belter. Vast lastly, shenanigans. I'll bring you down. I'll bring you down a wee bit with 
this pod can get too excited for David, okay? There's Romanians, there's monkeys, there's ladyboys. You know, what a laugh we have, okay? Indeed. But football's not all about fun. Okay? Most certainly not. And I would like to, and I would like to remind you that recently Iceland qualified for Euro 2016. That was fun. It was, it was a great achievement. And some of the players, I mean, they went absolutely mental. Like one of the players afterwards said that in the dressing room they'd thrown grapes at each other. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't seem the wildest celebration. It doesn't. Then Ida Johnson was interviewed and asked how the squad could, would, had followed this up. You know, the dressing room, the post-match, thrown grapes at each other. He said, for us, little Iceland, plucky Iceland, of course it's spectacular. Now it's back to the hotel to watch the game again and look at all the stats. There's maybe a reason, though, why they're qualifying. We've got Scott Brown yes. as our captain. Scott Brown, who this week came away with one of the best interviews, and I listened to them, where he said uh, he was looking forward to going and playing uh, in the Amsterdam Arena. He said, I mean, it's it's one of the stadiums in the world. Well, it is. It's, you can't it's, argue with that. It's one of the stadiums that's in this world. Absolutely it, is. It is. It's of this world. But can I just end with the cruel streak that does run at the heart? Icelandic football. No, is this? Have they been abusing the puffins? No, if only. I like seems boring. Throwing grapes at each other, looking at stats, watching the game back. But, oh, I don't. but then Gilfie Sigurdsson came up. Good old Gilfie Sigurdsson. Gilfie Sigurdsson, what a player he is! Great player, vastly underrated. And he was asked about the best thing of the night, and he said, "You know, it was low key. We were trying to play it down a bit. However." It's a very pleasant, warm feeling to see Arjun Robber go off injured. He's just being honest. <laughs> right? I mean, the fact is, that Holland team without Arjun Robin is the equivalent of, what, Malta? Yes. I mean, they are really, truly dismal. And the fact is, is that I think this kind of keeps up the whole Van Gaal mystery at the moment. Because you sort of look at them and they're doing what they're doing for Man U and you're thinking... Oh God, is he a charlatan or you know? And you look at his track record and you think he can't be. And then you know, he did well with Holland, and I'm like, well, it's Holland. But then you see them now, and you go, well, he did really well with them, you know, comparatively. So yeah. it is a tough one. It's to be honest, that Holland team got to the final of the World Cup and then third place in the World Cup, mm. and now they look as if Scotland could beat them. And that's low. Well, it's uh, Daly's father, Danny, uh, who's now the manager, and uh, Daly's the captain. So it's a case of the blind leading the blind. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, see, you see what that's I did just, there? That's just genius. Have you been saving that up for some time? I, I think I cracked it during the Euros, but I was so proud right. of it at the time. I said, "There's no way I'm just letting that one, you know, go to joke, go to no. joke, uh, hell or heaven after one use." You know me, Scott. I, I'm a great, I'm a great one for. Reusing my jokes. Jeremy Corbyn would like my approach to jokes because I recycle and I reuse, and like a lot of it, thoughts a lot of them are from the eighties. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I think a... though both of us definitely see comedy in a sense, like wine. It, it improves with age, and you can lay it down for a while and bring it back. I've had too think... much of it in my life, and now have to stay away from it. Yes. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That as well. Uh, that as well. Well, yeah, I'd also like to mention this week Martin Tyler, venerable old uh, Sky commentator, for his ridiculous reaction to Anthony Marshall's, or Martial's goal in the uh, Man United Liverpool game. Now, it was a really good goal, and well done to the kid, because, you know, it is a ludicrous amount of pressure he's been put under. Um, although you would think that, from the reaction, that Man U had basically signed some bloke 
that they'd found out in the park. You know, he is a decent player, and uh, if he doesn't, even if he doesn't do well at United, he, he will have a decent career. But he, Martin Tyler had an orgasm. Go back and watch if you haven't seen it. It's on YouTube. Uh, and then said it was better than Benteke's goal. It really wasn't. It wasn't. You know, uh, United were the better team to have to win, but you know, it wasn't a better goal than Benteke's. And it was just ludicrous. But no, it's got to be on. What was the name of the Romanian lad? Uh, Thoran Prunier. Congratulations, Thoran. You're the winner of this week's Sport Integrity Award. That's pretty much it from myself and my good buddy, Mr. Scott Van Den Acker, this week. All that it means to do is, because I've got to do this last week, Scott, you weren't here and it just I went all to cock. That's because you had the bell end. Ah, uh, true, true. No wonder it went it went in that direction when he came on. People said one. that they, they quite liked having him on. Well, I mean, I say, I say people, he, he said it. Plus, you can't trust public opinion, can you? I don't. You know my my no. views on the public. I've met some of them, and uh, and frankly, gasly, it's gasly, oh, isn't you know, just, just dreadful, really, aren't they? Yeah. Are you the two guys that do the pod? Yeah, yeah. and yes. Yeah, what, you appear to be talking to me. You know, what, what we, of it? We try, we try really hard. Although I did see there was a thread on Mark's website, uh, followfollow dot com, for those who follow, where people said uh, they were complaining about fans near them, and one guy said, "Oh, I sit near these two dicks that never shut up." And I thought, "Christ, that's probably me and Scott." Yes. I genuinely <laughs> thought I was like, "I'm not going to say anything because that, that could well be us." Two ways uh, looking at it, though, my old friend. Right, one is we're a pair of fannies. Okay, that is how most people I think tend yep. to. Or some people are basically getting. A bit of pod genius, every home game for free. Just, just a little essence of what it's like to be us. It's almost like scattering sort of a little bit of a magic dust on them. Yeah, I, I prefer, I prefer your, hmm. I, I prefer your take on it. It might be wildly and hopelessly optimistic, but, yes. uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to take that. Well, I will thank then our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers. I'll thank our sound engineer, Mr. Charlie Ashworth. And I will thank my guest, the one, the only, you admit it, you missed him, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. It's good to be back in the saddle. Yes, uh, and it's good to ride you. My name's David Edgar. I'm your host. Have a cleanly and fragrant week, and I'll speak to you this time next week. Cheers. Bye. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.